This is Pastor Joseph Davis. Thank you for joining the radio ministry of Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. We believe the Word of God is the lamp unto our feet and it is a light unto our path. This Word will bless you right now. That was an undefeated season. We were perfect. Nobody beat us. The year after that, the next year, we were playing in the 11 and 12 year old league that year, but most of our boys were turning 13. So the next year we moved up to the 13 to 15 year old league. But the dude that was over the league asked us to play in both because I still had some 11 and 12 year olds. So this is what happened. I'll tell you, the first game of the season, my starting quarterback, who is my oldest son at the time, decides the day before the game to do a pickup basketball game at his school after school and twist his ankle. So he couldn't play. We go in, and so I had to go into the game. First game with a backup quarterback. First half, we up 19 to six. We blew the lead and wound up losing the game. The second game, we had another game in the 13 to 15 year old league, lost that game like 14 to zero. It was crazy. But fast forward, the last game of the season, we see the same team that we lost to in the 11 and 12 year old. And they knew we were undefeated the season before. And that game, we, we had to play a doublehead. We had to play them two games back to back, same team. They had about 20 players. I had six. Mind you, we were playing seven on seven. But they agreed, all right, we're going to play at six, six on six. And my players, my six, had to go play offense and defense the whole game for two games back to back. First game we beat them like twenty eight to three, uh, twenty eight to six. The second game it was it was a we mercy ruled them. And I say that to say this: they thought we were down. They thought we was oh we was vulnerable because they had beaten us at the beginning of the season. But I want to tell you, I, I had to remind them that we may not be perfect, but we still them people. You can put the title on the screen. We may not be perfect, but we still them people. So that's the title of the sermon this morning. If you would, I want y'all to stand. Just stand for one quick minute. We're going to read two verses just to honor the word of God. And then we're going to get into this, all right? We may not be perfect. We're not perfect, but we are them people, all right? Galatians 5, and 23 says this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Against such, there is no law. You may be seated. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we come before you now just thanking you, O God, for the Word of God. We thank you for your presence this morning, O God. God, right now, have your way in me, O God. God, we thank you for the praise and worship, O God. God, we thank you for, for the prayer, O God. God, we thank you for setting the atmosphere, O Oh God. Now, God, open our hearts, minds, and spirits, oh God, to receive what you might have for us today, oh God. God, let it be a seed that is planted in us that we may rise up and be those 400 strong, oh God, that you are calling, oh God, to change the kingdom, oh God, not just change truth gatherers, not just change Tallahassee, oh God, but to change the region, Father, in the name of Jesus, God. God, I pray right now that you move James Thomas Ezekiel out of the way, oh God, and fill me with your Holy Holy Ghost, oh God, preach through me now, oh God, in the name of Jesus, God. And God will be ever mindful to give you the praise, to give you the honor, to give you the glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hallelujah. Did have any, uh, look, 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 we're going to jump into it. See, see, there's some people, I, I talked about it uh, uh, doing VBS, and if you miss VBS, you miss the blessing. I'm going to just say that. <laughs> You don't want to miss next year. I'm going to just tell you, VBS at Truth Gathers is something special, all right? I'm going to just tell you that. But it was a blessed week. All five days, I, th- I want to bless my teachers, thank my teachers, those that put it together, Sister Tracy, Minister Carrie Ann Washington, uh, Dowd, his help, all those that worked in the kitchen, Sister Barbara, so many people that put their hands in. I don't want to, I'm trying not to name names, but I just want to give honor to the team. And I'm going to come back to that point in a little bit later, all right? Um... But we're not perfect. See, Romans chapter 3, verse 23 tells us that for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. No matter where we may be now, that there was a time, and, and even now, let me just be real with you, even now, I'm saved, I'm anointed, I'm called, I get it. But at times, sometimes this flesh tries to rise up. 
the flesh tries to rise up. So we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But we, we, so we don't have to be perfect, but we are them people. In order to be the foremost, we gotta be them people. So what does it mean to be them people? Well, God took me over in the John chapter fifteen, and, and where it says, "I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Mm. Uh, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, He taketh away. Come on, come on, come on. And every branch that beareth fruit, He purgeth it. Mm. Uh, I I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you about purge. We gonna get come back to purging real quick, but that it may bring forth more fruit. Right? I need y'all to get this. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Have you ever seen a branch without a tree cannot, that's not connected to the tree producing fruit? Come on now. You gotta be connected to the root. You gotta be connected to the tree in order to produce fruit. Come on, I'm, I'm gonna, let me keep going, let me keep going. Uh, it says, as the, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine and ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. Mm, mm. See, the 400 strong couldn't go retake without him. See, see that's, why, that's why David had to go to Abiathar and get the ephod and go pray and seek God. Because without God, he knew he couldn't recover all. He didn't even know if he was supposed to recover all until God said, pursue. You got to be in the vine. You got to be connected to the vine in order to be able to get the right instruction. Oh, let me, I'm gonna keep going. Come on, come on now. It says, 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 says uh, verse eight. Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. So if you bear much fruit, you shall be his disciples, right? So I remember saying, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. Love is one of them things. One of them pieces of the fruit of spirit. And I meant to bring me an orange and cut it open because it was you no know, better. I ain't have time. Anyway, if ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. Verse 11, these things have I spoken unto you, that my joy, that joy is another part of the fruit of the spirit, right? <laughs> that my joy uh, may remain, might remain in you and that your joy might be full. <clears throat> mm. How does my joy get full if I remain in him? Come on, come on. It's, it's all about the fruit of the spirit. See, 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 in us, part of being, the thing about developing the fruit of the spirit is, is it shows maturity. It is, is my learning, is my studying the word of God, is my living, is me being connected to God, producing that fruit. So you say, what fruit? Well, it's the fruit of the spirit. Like I read, love, joy, peace, long suffering. So let's talk about love. Mm. And, and when I got, began to talk about love, and see, I love truth gathers. You know what I mean? I grew up in the Amity Church. And it was a family church. But it wasn't like that. Like, when I said family church, like, it was literally a bunch of different families. Like, most of the people in the church I was related to. Real serious. I mean, I, mean, I see it to the point where one day, I remember one day, I was probably about 13, 14, you know. Him this lady came in church, and she had, you know, her daughter with her. Her daughter was cute, right? I ain't gonna lie, she was cute. So mind you, I wasn't paying no attention to the word. I was paying attention to her daughter. I was like, ooh, at the church. I got to find her. So at the church, I, go, I see my mama talking to her mom. She's like, oh, my mama know her. That's the end, baby. I'm finna go get it. So I hey, mama, mama, who, who that is right now? She said, boy, that's your cousin on both sides of your family. <laughs> On both sides of your family. I said, good God. What? <laughs> I said, being in a family church is rough. <laughs> but I say that, that there's love and truth, guys. See, I, I, our old motto is a place of love, hope, and worship. Mm. And we still have that model on it as an undertone. Because when you come in truth gathers, you feel the love of the people. This is like kingdom love. You know, people hug you, we laugh, we smiling at you. People ain't, ain't got their, uh, no frown on their face. That's the, that's the culture of truth gatherers. But if we're going to be those people, we're going to be the 400. Because see, pastor preached about we are different. See, we, gotta, we can't be like the world. We different. And, we, and we're going to be those 400 
We got to develop that love. Well, what love are you talking about? Though I speak with tongues of men and angels and have not charity, I have become as a sounding brass and tinkling cymbal. See, I can talk about God all day long, but if I don't love the way God loves, then I'm a tingling brass. Come on now, come on, come on. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. See, some of y'all run around, some people run around in, 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 in some, of the, some people in some churches, I ain't gonna say here, not here, not that true guy, but there's some people in some churches because I'm, I'm prophet is this and I can tell you what thus says the Lord and, and, and I can speak in tongues or I have the gift of interpretations, I'm all that, but they don't love nobody. They don't love nobody. Come on, come on. God said, you are nothing. Uh, he, said, <laughs> he, said, he said, I'm nothing. Uh, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profited me nothing. So I can give all my money, give away all my possessions. But if I can't love nobody, it don't profit me nothing. You don't get no ground with God. Because love is the first thing. Now, now, why is love the first thing? And he took me over in the first John 4 and 8. He says that he that loveth not, uh, knoweth not God, because God is love. Come on, church. If we're going to be the 400, we got to love the way God. You can't say you love them. You can't even say you love your husband, your wife, if you don't know God. Because God is love. He's the basis for love. So you got to have a relationship with him. Pause. Let me put a pin right there. Ladies, those that want to get married, if your man don't know God, he can't love you. Because <laughs> see, see, the reality of it is, 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 is I am God's representative. Mm. You know how you have state and local representatives and whatever. I am God's representative to show my wife his love here in the earth. <laughs> And if I don't know him, I can't represent him well when it comes to my marriage. Mm, y'all don't get it. Y'all don't get it. And by the way, I'm going to go ahead and get this, Paul. I gave my wife the day off. She's in grad school again, so she got a paper and a quiz due today. So I let her go ahead and, and do that. I told her I gave her the day off today. So. But anyway, look, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful. I'm coming from the New Living Translation now. Or, or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. And it keeps no records of being wrong. Mm. Ooh, God. Ooh. Ooh. Y'all people that say, I forgive you, but I don't forget. Uh, it keeps no records of being wrong. That's love. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, me, let, me, let me be real with you. That doesn't mean you don't know how to move and deal with people differently because they done wronged you. But it, you ain't keeping no rough. You ain't holding no grudge against nobody because of what they did to you. Oh, you did me wrong. I got you. I just know how to move and deal with you differently. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to pray for you. I know how to deal with you differently. I don't have to deal with you in the same manner I did, but I ain't going to hold a grudge against you. See, y'all with that, forget, I forget, I, for, I forget you, but I don't forget. That ain't scripture. Come on, let me leave this. Ah, come on, come on. Let me keep going. Let me keep going. See, see, see. The other next one is joy. I told you, he said that if you abide in him. Hold on, let me go back to it. Let me read it verbatim. It says, from the New Living Translation, I'm going to give it to you this way. Verse, uh, verse 10 and 11. When you obey my commandments and you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love, I have told you that these things, uh, I've told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. <laughs> he said, well, overflow means it's going to be more than enough. See, no, nobody, no, no, my wife got this thing. She, she don't call the boys when the, when the toilet gets started up. They didn't put too much toilet paper. She always call me because she don't want the toilet overflow. Like, they may not do it right. No one about want the, want, want the toilet overflow. But I, I know y'all all want your joy to overflow. And if you remain in him, then your joy will overflow. But what is joy? All right? So then I started doing a study on what is joy. And it came, I came up with the word, uh, came to the word kara. Uh, um, so, uh, uh, it's a Greek word. I mean, no, Hebrew word. Kara. That means cheerfulness, calm delight, gladness, greatly exceeding joy. And it made me think about this story that I don't know if y'all know who Shirley Caesar is. Y'all know who Shirley Caesar is? Some of y'all do. Some of, some of the young folks might. Y'all know who Shirley Caesar is? My young person, you don't know who Shirley Caesar is? Oh, good. I got one that don't know. So look, I'm finna get, I'm finna get this to you. I'm gonna love this. This is one. 
Shirley, she's is a, is an old school gospel singer, preacher, pastor, whatnot, powerful woman of God. And she had this song back in the day called Hold My Mule. And at the beginning of the song, she tells this story of this character named Shouting John. I'm going to read it to you real quick. We're going to keep it moving. I just want to take a time to tell you a story about a man called Shouting John. John joined a dead church. They didn't believe in shouting. They didn't believe in dancing or speaking in tongues. But when they opened the doors of the church, John joined that church. And when John joined that church, uh, uh, he came in dancing. Everybody, I mean everybody, got disturbed because John was dancing all around the church. The deacons ran and sat him down. He jumped back up. They tried to hold his legs. His hands would go. When they tried, to, they turned the hands loose. The feet were going. It's like fire shut up in my bones. He said they did everything they could to stop old John from shouting. And when they couldn't finally stop him. They made up their minds. We got to go out to John's house, y'all. For something is wrong with him. Doesn't John know we got dignitaries in our church? We're going. We're going. When they got out there, they found this old 86-year-old man, uh, him and, his, and an old mule um, plowing. And he was out there in the field plowing. They drove up. All the deacons got out of the, the, the fine cars. They walked over to John, and John looked around and said, Whoa, mule. He walked over to him and said, Brother, I know you, why you've come out here. You come out here to tell me that I praise the Lord too much. You've come out here to tell me that I dance too much. One of the deacons told him, if you don't stop shouting, if you don't stop dancing, we're going to put you out of our church. Mm. Somebody say, yeah. Come on now. We're going entertain, to entertain it for, for a minute. Yeah? John said to them, well, put me out. He said, I can't hold my peace. <laughs> He said, did y'all see all the land you drove up on? He said, God gave me that land. Come on. But you don't want me to dance in your church. Look at my sons and my daughters. God gave me all my children. Not one time have I been to, court, to the courthouse. Not one time have I been to the cemetery. But you don't want me to dance in your church. Look at me. I'm 86 years old and I'm still able to walk behind that old mule. I'm still able to harvest my own crop. But you don't want me to dance in your church. He said, listen, Brother Deacons, if I can't shout in, my, in your church, hold my mule. I'm going to praise him right here. Come on. That's the kind of joy that you got to develop as one of the 400. We got to develop that kind of joy that no matter what anybody say, no matter what I'm going through, when I got pain in my shoulder, I'm still going to praise him. I still got joy. See, my joy is not determined by my circumstances. My joy is determined by my relationship and my connection to the vine. As a 400, we got to develop that joy like John had. Come on, let me keep it moving. Let me keep it moving. Then, 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 then he talked about the peace. God said, God said as 400, you got to be peaceable people. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got to be peaceful. It's too much. We see too much foolishness going on on social media. People arguing and fighting. They even got a show. And I'll be honest, I watch it sometimes. I, I do. I ain't going to lie. I do. I do. I'm going to be honest. Pastor said the other night, this is not a test. Uh, uh, this is not a confession, boo, but I'm going to test. It's a show called Neighborhood Wars. Customer Wars. <laughs> it be on. It's on A and E. And all it is, all the show is, is people arguing with each other, and other people done videotaped it on their phone. They done made a whole show about this stuff. Made a whole show. People fighting in stores. People fighting in their neighborhood. All kind of stuff. Black, white, all of them just fighting. But my Bible said this. He took me to this story. It's uh, in Mark in chapter four. It says, "And the same day when." The even was come. He saith unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. 
And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And when he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow, and they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest not, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. See, if we're going to be different, if we're going to be the 400, you got to be the peace. You got to be the peace when you walk into the room. When you step on the scene in the midst of confusion, it might be drama going on at the office. It might be drama going on at the house. But when you step into the room, peace should hit the room. You should be able to develop. You got to develop that part of the fruit of the spirit. That's peace. You shouldn't be always. Uh, hold on. Let me see. Let me, let me read it to you. For, First Corinthians chapter 14 says, for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace as in all churches of the saints. If you're going to be one of the saints, you got to be, you got to develop that peace. You can't be keeping up confusing. All that gossiping, talking about people. See, see, the shows they put on TV, they put them on TV for a reason. See, when I was growing up, we had good times, the Jeffersons, Cosby Show. Y'all got Real Housewives of every county in the nation. <laughs> Love and hip-hop everywhere. And all them people do on there is argue, fight, and keep up confusion. We had a different world. When a different world was on TV, you had a stark increase in African-American kids going to college. But now we got love and hip-hop Atlanta. All this foolishness on TV. Bad girls club. Come on now. Confusing. But God is not the author of confusion. Let me read it to you from the New Living. For God is not a God of disorder. So if there's disorder in the place, no, that God ain't in there. But when you step up on the scene, peace has entered the room. Peace should have entered the room to where you can create an atmosphere where peace abounds and there's a great calm. If we're going to be the 400, we got to develop that kind of fruit, that part of the fruit of the spirit where we have peace. We're not always arguing and fighting with people. We know how to bring resolution to a thing. Come on, I'm, uh, I'm going to keep going. Let me keep going. Let me keep going. And see, uh, let, let, me, let me say this. Let me say let me keep going. Long suffering. Ooh, this is a good one. I'm gonna tell you what long suffering is. Long suffering. Another word for long suffering is patience. Another another word for long suffering is patience. I'm gonna go to the, I'm gonna go to Genesis. Genesis 29. You, we're gonna start in verse 16. Uh, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna give my own story a little bit. I'm gonna put me in this one a little bit. Uh, when I'm I met my wife August of 93. So we've known each other almost 30 years now. And, you know, I, we became friends, went through a lot of things and, and whatnot. And uh, I was praying. I was praying for a wife. I had been through some relationships. I know she had been through some relationships and whatnot. And I was praying for a wife. And one day we were in church, at church we used to go to. And we was a revival, I think. And we was in there, and God said, everything that you've been praying for is sitting right there next to you. And she was sitting right there, and Michaela was there. I was like, like, God, you want, like, for real? Like, God, that's you for real? I'm like, he said, yeah. But this is the other problem. She was dating one of the ushers in the church. <laughs> Deacon Cork remember this one. You know? She was dating one of the ushers in the church. I said, God, well, how am I going to do this? Jesus, all right, God. So I went by a house one day, shortly after that. And I knocked on the door. I said, listen. I said, listen, I know you're in a situation. I said, but I, I want an opportunity to see what we can be. I said, I'm going to be still. I said, I'm going to be still. I know you're in a relationship. I ain't trying to press that. I said, but if that don't work out, I want a chance to see what we're going to be. How long was Jesus in the grave? Three days. 
in three days. <laughs> she found out that joker had lied to her for about something else. She said, oh, I'm done with this. I'm done. She said, I'm done. And it was on from there. That's what it is. Three days. But now, I'm a <laughs> It's a true story. I'm telling you, it's a true story. I, look, but sometimes your patience got to be longer than that. Mm. Sometimes your patience got to be. Sometimes your patience got to be like Jacob, right? Uh, see, see, in Genesis, uh, Jacob Laban had, it says, and Laban had two daughters. And the Bible can be gruesome. I'm gonna get in verse 17. It get real gruesome. But it said, and Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. And Leah was tender-eyed. <laughs> I don't know what tender-eyed mean. I don't know if she had a room or not. I don't know what that mean. But I don't know if she was a little something to look at. But it said, but Rachel was beautiful and well-favored. <laughs> and Jacob loved Rachel and said, I will serve these seven years for Rachel, thy younger daughter. I'm, I'm going to say that. I'm going to read that one more time. I will serve thee seven years for thy younger daughter Rachel. Can you imagine serving somebody else seven years just for the right to marry their daughter? That's a love that's on a whole different level. That's a love that's on a whole different level. He loved that deeply. He loved he he knew God, so he knew how to love Rachel. Right? This is what happened though. I'm just paraphrasing. We're going to keep going. When it came time, he served the seven years. When he got ready to marry Rachel, Laban, his uncle, tricked him and sent Leah in. But then I'm, 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 I'm going down. I'm going down. Watch this. Watch this. He said, uh, and Jacob, hold on, hold on a second. Get it. He said, fulfill her a week. He said, Laban said, if you stay with Leah for a week, I'll give you Rachel. He said, and you served me a yet another seven years. So this man has served 14 years just to really have the one he wanted. Do you have that kind of patience? See, see, we grew up, we didn't grown up with microwaves. We didn't grown up with cell phones. If I want to find out something, I can say, hey, Google, what's this? And it's instantaneous. Before, back in the day, you ain't have no microwave. You had to heat up the food in the stove. You had to wait till the stove preheat. You had to have patience. If you went, if you went to FAMU, if you go to FAMU now, you gotta have patience, especially with financial aid. <laughs> they are getting better, Pastor. They are getting better. They are getting better. I, I tell people if I didn't learn patience anywhere else, I learned it at fam you. I'll be honest with you. But as as the people of God, as the 400, we gotta know everything ain't gonna be an instantaneous thing. Some things we gonna have to we gonna have to wait on. That's why Psalm 27 says, wait, I say on the Lord, be of good courage. Wait, I say on the Lord. Sometimes God sometimes God ain't ready to answer your, your question right then. But are you willing to wait? Have you developed the long suffering in your spirit that God, look, hey, I know you ain't answer, but God, I'm going to do what you've called me to do until you do answer. I'm going to be faithful to your word. I'm going to be faithful to the assignment until you do answer. I sat down for a while for ministry a few years back before I came to uh, Truth Gathers. Sat down. I was like, I was you pastor somewhere. I sat down for a while. And I waited until God showed me where to be. I wasn't in no hurry to jump in nobody's pool. Pretty, pretty. See, some people that just be in a hurry because you got called, because you didn't got licensed or ordained. You just ready to go jump in anybody's pool. Pretty. But you haven't been trained. You haven't been taught. You don't know what you're doing. And you can hurt people. People hurt people like that. We got to develop long suffering. Are you willing to wait on God? Everything ain't at the snap of your fingers like you get with your phone. Men, if you want to be married, know that your wife ain't going to do everything when you ask her to right then. She's not Google or Siri. You got sometimes you go out the way. 
Women, same thing. Sometimes the man got other things he got to take care of. So we got to have patience with each other. Amen? Children, young folks, sometimes you got to wait to get certain things. You know what I'm saying? That's just real talk. We all got to develop long suffering. Amen? Amen. All right, we're going to keep it moving. All right, next one, next one, next one, next one. Ooh, goodness, gentleness. All right, I'm going to take these two together. Take these two together because God gave me this, this passage of scripture to deal with gentleness and goodness. See, see, we have to be those 400 that are out here in the community that people can see that God is living in us. That we're out there doing good. And I commend and I give honor to, to, to uh, Minister uh, Douglas, uh, Frank, and, and, and Cynthia. Frank and Cynthia for, for the Tallahassee Life Source. They've been doing it. Well, how many? Ten, twen, ten years now? Good, strong ten years. Been serving the community faithfully. Goodness, taking care of the community. But it's that goodness that people, people don't... People know that white church on the hill. <laughs> they know that white church on the hill. They're going to be, every second Saturday, they're going to be distributing food. They're going to be giving out food. Except in June, we take that month off. But they know we're consistent with being good to the community. They have clothing drives. They have clothes that we give away sometimes. We, we're doing backpacks. I don't want to get into the announcement, but I'll let Pastor talk about that. But next Saturday, it's on. God be high school, it's on. But goodness and gentleness, if we are going to be the 400, we're going to be those people. We got to show goodness and gentleness. We can't be dealing with people all harsh all the time. Just because you see people do that on TV, on TikTok, that's not how we, the body of Christ, should be dealing with people. Let me give you the example. Watch this. Watch this. I'm, I'm going to break it down to you. I'm going to make this one. And Jesus, there is some people, a lawyer asked him a question, and Jesus answered and said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment, they stole his clothes, and wounded him, they beat him up, and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came a certain, uh, came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Now, this is a priest, this man of God. Anybody should have some goodness and gentleness in them. It should be the pastor, right? It should be the priest, right? Priest looked at and said, oh, oh no. I'm gone. You threw up that finger and kept walking. Say, I ain't getting involved in that. That ain't got nothing to do with me. And it says, and likewise, a Levite when he was at the, at the place, came and looked, upon, looked on him and passed by on the other side. No, Levite, another leader of the church. This Jewish man, his people, right? Passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. Mm. And when he went to him... And bound up, he bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his, his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow, the next day, when he departed, he took out two pence, and gave to the host, and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. This is what I'm saying. See, see, I'm... Gonna get this because y'all y'all not getting it. Y'all not getting understand. Let me read this from, from the James Ezekiel version of the Bible. <laughs> Watch this water. <laughs> it said, and there was a certain uh, member of truth gatherers, uh, that, that, I mean a certain member of truth gatherers who had a baby daddy or a baby mama, uh, had a co-worker that fell on hard times, and some people stripped them of their clothes and beat them up. See, you don't even like them, <laughs> but, but but God is ordained for you to show them goodness and gentleness. Mm, they don't like you, but God showed you that in spite of what they did to you or how they didn't treated you, you still gotta show goodness. Mm. And likewise on the morrow, he see he took care of him. He took out of his own money mm. and took care of somebody. First of all, the Samaritans and the Jews didn't even get along. They weren't even supposed to be associating with each other. weren't even supposed to be associating with each other. But this man, this Samaritan, had compassion. See, 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 if we're going to be the 400, if we're going to be different, 
See, we're not perfect, but we them people. <laughs> we're we not perfect, but we them people that, that, that when somebody falls on hard times, look, I don't care that you got, got, a, got, a, got, a, got a confederate flag on the front of your truck. I see you in trouble. I got enough compassion that I can help you. Come on now. Look, look, we got to have compassion. We got to forget all that. God said to love. It may be your act of compassion that changes that person's heart. But you gonna let the fact that they got a confederate flag or a fact that they obey my they ain't pay their child support. You gonna let that fact keep you from showing compassion. If we gonna be the 400, we gotta, we gonna, if we are those people, we gotta know how to show, show goodness and gentleness to one another. And not just to one another, but those that don't even know who God is. Those that don't even like us. We got to be able to show compassion. All right, let me keep it moving, keep it moving. Uh, then faith, oh, I got I had to go to the, the Hall of Fame of faith for this one. We had to go over to Hebrews 11. And it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen for. By it, elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts and by, uh, by it he, he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death. Mm. Enoch didn't die. He was just taken up. Mm. All right. By, but without faith. Here it is. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh, must, uh, cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. If you're going to be the 400, if we are going to be those people, we got to live by faith. We can't live by what we see. Mm. See, you got to be like the woman with the issue of blood. She couldn't see Jesus, but she heard that he was passing by. And she said, no, I know I'm unclean, but I got to get, I got to exercise my faith in this moment because this might be my last opportunity to get healed. By faith, she risked her own life because she could have been stoned for going into the city, going into the crowd. But yes, she was made whole. By faith, we, we talked about it during this week in Acts. Uh, it talked about now Peter and John went together into the temple at the hour of prayer. But the, being at the, being the ninth hour, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple. See, see, he had enough faith. That man, uh, even a lame man, had enough faith that, look, I don't want you to take me to the hospital. I need you to take me to the temple. At some point, God is going to show up and heal me. I know at the temple that God is going to show up. The spirit of God is going to show up. And on that day when he saw Peter and John, Peter and John said, such as I have, uh, he said, seven gold have I none, but such as I have, I give to thee. Took him by the hand and said, and then he said, look upon us. See, part of, part of having faith is you got to be focused on God. Part of having faith is staying focused on God. Peter, when he was walking on the water, he got distracted. Now, mind you, mind you, you gotta, I, I got to set the scene for you. See, those that were here at BBS already heard this one. You got to set the scene for you. The ship was tossed. The storm was heavy. Imagine being on a... Have y'all ever seen when a cruise ship is on and they're in the midst of a storm and it's tossing as big as a cruise ship is? They're tossing waves. Tossing. Now, we ain't even talking about cruise ships, but the waves was tossed. It's a bad storm. Some of y'all don't even like, y all, y all, as soon as the storm comes, y'all going to sleep. As soon as the storm comes, y'all going to sleep. But imagine, you on a boat. The storm has come. Peter got out and Peter had enough faith to say, hey, Jesus, if it's you, bid me to come out the boat. The storm didn't stop when he got out the boat. He getting out the boat, it's thundering, it's lightning, he walking on the waves. And as long as he was focused on Jesus, he do the impossible. But when he started looking at the wind and the rain and he got distracted, 
See, God want to distract you from your assignment. I need you to tell you, we got as the 400, we got to stay focused on what the assignment is. And when God gives the assignment to pastor, we have to fall in line and stay focused. We can't be distracted with this, that, and the other. Look, hey, somebody said, all right, somebody said, well, you need to go in and help these people. No, somebody else can take that. God got another church ordained for that. We got to stay focused. We the 400. We got to stay focused on what God has called us to do. See, you can't get distracted. That's how the devil steals your testimony and steals your blessing because we get distracted. Peter didn't start to sing until he got distracted. We got to have the faith like Peter. We got to have a faith like this man, this lame, this lame guy that had, 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 had them take him to the church every day. We got to have a faith like the Hebrew boys. When Nebuchadnezzar said, hey, you either worship my golden image or I'm going to throw you in the fire furnace. You got to have a faith. They said to him, said, look, we are not careful about what we finna tell you. And they said, look, if you throw us in there, our God is able to save us. But even if he don't, we ain't finna bow down and worship your golden image. That's the kind of faith. The faith that I face death for God. I stand up for God. That no matter what comes, I'm with God and I know God's got me. Whether he saved me out of it or whether he don't, he's able to. That's the kind of faith that we got to have as the 400. We're not perfect, but we them people. We got to have that kind of faith. Yeah, you got to have faith like one of our own very own board of directors members, Miss Bria Houston. Ah, y'all don't, y'all don't know, CC. See, I'm going to give somebody else testimony because I need to make it close. See, she go here. Y'all, some of y'all know Bria. Yeah, Bria, Bria done been in this church since we started. Look, 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 look. The other day, a few, a few weeks ago, I got a text from my daughter. She said, she said, ah, Bria want to talk to you because her car about to go out. How about to go out? And she knew I helped them. I got calls from my boys. I found them, called, found help them. Kayla found her car and whatnot. So I text Bria. We started talking. I said, Where you at? And mind you, Bria had just bought her first property, just bought a townhouse. I said, I said, Well, look, let me. I ran the numbers because, you know, it's certain ratios you got to have. And uh, you can't, your income can't, your, your mortgage can't be more than certain things. So in order to get financed. So I told her one place to go. She went and applied. She said, nah, they denied me. And I looked up and I checked back with her. She said, she said you got anything? Yes, yeah, she said, no. And then about a week later, I saw a post. See, she got denied from one bank, but her, she didn't lose her faith. <laughs> about a week later, I saw she had a post on her. She had gotten a new car, so she got approved somewhere else. Just because one person say no, don't mean everybody gonna say no. God, if you got faith to trust God, God will open that door that no man can shut. But we gotta be people of faith. <laughs> if we gonna be them people, we not perfect, but we them people, all right? Keep going. I'm like, oh. See, then, then you gotta have meekness. You gotta be humble. You gotta be humble. Meekness is is, is likened to humility. And and, and I, it took me over to Romans chapter twelve, verse three. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I got one more point, and then we are gonna get up out of here. All right. Um, after this, he said meekness. He said Romans chapter twelve, verse three. He says, "For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think." But to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man to the measure of faith. Let me give it to you from the New Living. It says, <clears throat> because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Mm. See, see, some of us have gotten the thing that I, because I got this degree, because I done done this, because I done, because I'm ordained, because I'm a prophetess, because I'm this, I, I, I'm, I'm better than somebody else. No, 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 no. My mama always told me, she said, you know, bless, look, you just as good as anybody, but you ain't no better than nobody. You just as good as anybody, but you know better than nobody. See, and I know some of y'all thinking, well, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Over in Numbers, they said we were as grasshoppers in their sight. See, that was a whole different thing. That wasn't humility. That was fear. <laughs> that was disobedience. That was fear. You wasn't seeing yourself as God sees you. See, God, they never said that God saw them as grasshoppers. They said we were as grasshoppers. So how you see her? You got to begin. You got to pray and ask God, God, let me see me as you see me. I don't want to be, I don't want to get the big head. See, a lot of times people get promotions. 
they get positions, they get money, they get a house, and they got start getting a big head. But no, 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 no. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, where would I be? Just because we are them people don't mean we better than nobody. We just going to be them people. We just going to walk and, and live out the fruit of the spirit in our lives. We just going to produce fruit. See, 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 you ain't got your position. None of that makes you any better than anybody. And I got to give honor again. I was giving doing it earlier. I give honor to my team. VBS was a tremendous success, but it wasn't me. It was them. It was my team. And I learned the principle in leadership. Learned the principle in leadership. And I use it in life and everything that I do. As a leader, you take a little bit more than your share of the blame and take a little bit less than your share of the credit. If something goes well, it ain't me. It's my it's them. And I and, and with VBS, I can understand. It was them. It was them. And I helped find some teachers. I taught a few nights myself, did some things, but I, VBS was Minister Carrie Ann, Sister Tracy, and their team, what they put together. It was their vision. And I have no problem giving them the credit. A lot of times people come up to me and be like, ah, man, you preach so well, you preach, to God be the glory, it ain't my glory. It's his word, I'm just the vessel. I'm just the messenger. I don't take none of his credit. That's his credit, all right? <laughs> Uh, am I done? My time up? My bad. I'm just. I'm almost done. I got one more point. I got one more point. I got one more point. Let me get it. <laughs> See, you can have fun in the church too. Listen, you can have fun in the church too. I know it's heavy, but you can have fun and even even on a heavy message. Understand that. We may not be perfect, but we still them people, right? We still them people. All right. Watch this. Last one. Last one. Last one. And this is a big one. This is a big one. And I understand why God left this as the last one. The last one is temperance. And another word for temperance, young folks, is self-control. You got to be able to control you. See, it's another principle in leadership. You can't control nobody else. Women, you can't control your husband. First of all, your husband don't want to be controlled. Men, you can't control your wife. She don't want to be controlled, but you, if you know how to love her and respect her in a way, she will be. She will submit to you lovingly. Okay, you got. You got to understand it. But 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 you can't control. The only person you can control is you, and the only thing you can control is how you to respond to whatever is, whatever situations may occur when that person cuts you off in traffic. God forgive me. <laughs> I done been there though. You 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 want you want to go ask somebody. Sometimes that flesh rise up, but you gotta have self control, especially in these days because you don't have to have a permit to carry no more in Florida. Be mindful, everybody ain't stable. So whereas you thinking out, you about to get out and fight. You done lost control. You mad? You want to fight? They done pulled out a weapon on you. So you gotta have self-control, you gotta have temperance. And it made me think about this powerful woman of God in the scripture. He took me over to 1 Samuel, and a lot of the ladies already know this one. Now there was a certain man uh, of uh, Ramathamzophim, all right, uh, of Mount Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, son of Jeroham, and son, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuf, uh, and Ephrathite. And he had two wives. The name of the one was Hannah, the name of the other was Penina. And Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. <clears throat> and this man went up out of the city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And the, and the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priest of the Lord, were there. And when the town was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Penina his wife and to all her sons and daughters portions. But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion. For he loved Hannah, but the Lord had shut her womb. Watch this. And her adversary also provoked her sore for to make her fret because the Lord had shut up her womb. 
And as he did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her. Therefore, she wept and did not eat. Can you imagine somebody getting on your nerves so bad that you don't even want to eat? They provoking you. She, I can imagine Hannah said, look, here she come again. We supposed to be up here worshiping. She talking about, oh, you can't have no kids. Look at my beautiful kids. Look how they growing up. Oh, and I can, I can imagine Hannah probably wanted to cuss her out. Like... He still gave me a worthy portion. See, and that's how we do. See, we, we, we don't have a lot of times we want to let the flesh rise up, especially when somebody says something wrong to you. Especially someone, hold on, hold on. You don't know me. You don't know. Look, you, you look, you don't know who I'm messing with. I, hey, I ain't always, we, that's what we say. I ain't always been saved. <laughs> and that's what we say. I'm being real. I ain't always be saved. You can get the other side of me now. You know what I'm saying? That's what we say. That's what we want to say sometimes. Be honest with you. Sometimes we do, but we gotta have self control. See what Hannah did. Hannah said, "No, no, I ain't finna say nothing back to her." She went to the temple and prayed. She went to the temple and prayed, and after a certain time, God blessed her womb, and she said, "She made a vow and said that God, if you bless my womb, I give this child. Once I win him, I give him back to you." And God blessed her womb. See, because she responded, because she had temperance, she had self-control not to go at Elkanah. She realized that Elkanah wasn't the enemy. Elkanah wasn't our enemy. The enemy was just using Elkanah to provoke her. We got to have self-control. When that co-worker come over to you talking that nonsense, you got to have self-control. <laughs> when your boss get on your nerves and come at you the wrong way about something that you didn't even do, it was your co-worker that did it, but she come blaming it on you, you got to have self-control. <laughs> when your husband get on your nerves and, and, and say something wrong to you, and he wrong, but you got to have self-control and pray. And before you know it, he better come back to you and apologize. Baby, I'm sorry. I came at you the wrong way about that. I, I apologize. I'm wrong. When your wife come at you the wrong way, man, you got to have self-control. I had to have self-control this morning. I was trying to sleep. My wife got up and turned on the light. I'm like, Jesus, God, help me, please. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm for real. But I mean, sometimes we got to have self-control. We got to have self-control. And it can be the slightest thing that the enemy will use to get us out. But if we're going to be those people, if we are those people, we have to develop the fruit of the Spirit. I'm going to leave you with this. <clears throat> I'm going to leave you with this. 1 John 3 and 2 says, Beloved, now we are the sons of God, and it doth not appear what we shall be, but we know that when, we sh when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. We got to begin to see ourselves as through the eyes of God. If we're going to be those people, we got to see ourselves through the eyes of God. God sees us as fully developed, producing fruit because we abide in him. We can't produce fruit without him. So we have to submit our will. We have to submit our lives. We have to submit our jobs. We have to submit our marriages. We have to submit our health. You have to submit everything unto him. God bless you. If that blessed your soul, we will love for you at your next opportunity to join us in worship every Sunday morning in Monticello, the Victorious Church at 8 a.m or our Dream Center location here in Tallahassee at 10 a.m. We would love to have you and your family, and we can't wait for you to join us at any of our locations. This is Pastor Joseph Davis. God bless you, and join us again.